Hi, I'm Bill Prentice, the Chief Executive Officer of the Ambulatory Surgery Center Association, or ASCA, and uh, I'm welcoming you to our initial podcast uh, to try and provide some brief information for listeners uh, about the COVID-19 pandemic and the things that the association is working on uh, to help surgery centers uh, survive and hopefully thrive after the pandemic. the purpose of these podcasts are just to be brief, uh, little overviews of some of the things we're working on, um, and we hope to be uh, putting a new podcast out every few days to help provide some resources to you, uh, and that hopefully will you know help guide you through um, the pandemic. My guest today is Kara Newberry, who's ASCA's uh, Director of Government Affairs and Regulatory Council. Uh, so, Kara, welcome. Thanks, Bill. So I think on this initial podcast, Kara, what I'd like to provide for our listeners is some things that we're working on related to some of the economic relief uh, that has been put forward by the federal government in the past couple of weeks. Um, As our listeners know, uh, just about two weeks ago, uh, the Congress passed and President Trump signed the CARES Act, which was $2.2 trillion worth of economic relief uh, for the country. And embedded in that $2.2 trillion were a handful of programs and resources um, that are available to surgery centers and other care, uh, other providers. And what I'd like to do is just kind of list the four of those, and then we can t- go through each one of them and talk about some of the things we're working on uh, related to each of them uh, that our listeners might you know, find interesting. Uh, so they are first the Medicare Advanced Payment Program. And so Kara, in a sentence, how would you describe that program? The accelerated and advanced payments are available to facilities that have billed uh, Medicare um, in the previous uh, 180 days prior to um, signing um, to request. And you can receive up to three months worth of accelerated fee-for-service Medicare payments. Great. Thanks, Kara. The second, I'll, I'll actually, I'll list the next two together. There are two loan programs that were funded through the CARES Act to the Treasury Department and the Small Business Administration. And those two loan programs are the Payroll Protection Program and then the Economic Injury uh, Disaster Loan Program. Could you give a just a one-sentence overview of both of those programs? Sure, Bill. The Paycheck Protection Loan Program provides qualified businesses with loans of up to $10 million at a 4% interest rate if they are covering payroll costs with that. The uh, loans are actually forgivable, so you would not need to pay those back. The second program is the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program, and those loans are for up to uh, $2 million, and it has an extended repayment term of up to 30 years. Thanks, Karen. And I just want to reiterate, uh, so that payroll protection program, even though it's initially a loan, if you follow the guidelines, you know, hire back your employees within a certain time frame, that loan actually becomes forgivable uh, and actually turns into a grant, which is very important and good for people to know. And then the fourth source of revenue coming out of the CARES Act that ASCs can access were grants that uh, were just released this past Friday. Can you give a quick overview of that program? Sure, Bill. In the CARES Act, there were $100 billion um, set aside for healthcare 
providers um, to help with uh, lost revenue due to COVID-19, 30 billion of that has been allocated. Um, our facilities and uh, physicians who bill fee-for-service Medicare uh, in 2019 should have received an automated clearinghouse ACH um, payment, or if you are uh, paid uh, through Medicare by actual check, um, then you will be receiving a check in the mail in the next few weeks. Great. And uh, I want to remind our listeners that they can find a lot more about each of these programs by going to the ASCA website, ASCAssociation.org, and go to our COVID-19 resource page. Uh, we have a host of resources there, uh, including more information about each of these four programs uh, with information about how you can apply for them, uh, for, for the loans, um, and more information about the grant program. So now that we've outlined the, the four programs that are you know, currently available to surgery centers, I'd like to turn and talk for a minute or two about uh, some, some things that we're working on uh, to improve each of them or to make them more accessible to, to ASCs. So starting with the Medicare Advanced uh, Payment Program, one of the limitations that uh, we're aware of is the very short time frame currently uh, you know, uh, required to uh, pay back those loans. And I know that we've heard from a lot of surgery centers and a lot of physicians' offices uh, about concerns about based upon you know where they might be in the next few months economically, whether or not they're going to be in a position to pay back those loans. So, Kara, what are, what are we doing there? Currently, under the program, uh, facilities would have to begin uh, making payments toward those loans 120 days after they started receiving funds and would have to be fully um, paid back uh, within 210 days, so approximately seven months. We are seeking to extend that um, payment timeframe to at least one year. And then when we talk about or look at those SBA loan programs, the payroll protection loan and the EIDL loans, uh, one of the things that we were quickly aware of is that some of the existing small business association rules and regulations that kind of govern what is a small business have tripped up a number of surgery centers that would like to be able to apply for those loans. In particular, um, there is, are these things called affiliation rules that SBA uses um, in situations where a small business is affiliated with some larger organization. And unfortunately, it seems as though the uh, affiliation rules uh, are being applied to surgery centers who are um, aligned with large management companies or are in uh, joint ventures with hospitals. And as a result of those relationships, many ASCs aren't able to access either of those two loan programs. Kara, what are we looking to do to try and help out those surgery centers? ASCA has uh, requested um, regulatory clarification um, from the Small Business uh, Administration. And if that's not possible, we are seeking um, some um, clarification in future legislative uh, relief as um, Congress looks to either replenish uh, the Paycheck Protection Loan Program or establish different uh, loan programs that will allow for all of our facilities to um, take part. 
And, and obviously, as we uh, learn more about these efforts or we are successful in either approach, either from the regulatory front or the legislative front, we'll be uh, getting that information out to our members ASAP. Finally, the, the fourth sor- source of potential revenue for surgery centers is uh, due to this $30 billion in grants that were released on Friday to Medicare providers, again, as part of that CARES Act um, appropriation. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that and some of the things that you know we've heard about since those funds were released? Absolutely, Bill. And these funds were um, started being, as we said, um, distributed last Friday, um, very quick uh, distributions. It's approximately 6% of a facility's 2019 Medicare fee-for-service allowed services. And facilities are going to um, have to attest um, to meeting certain terms and conditions in order to keep the funds that they have received. Uh, we started receiving lots of uh, concern um, from our members um, as to one um, of the terms in particular, which um, seemed to require facilities to be um, currently uh, treating or serving patients with potential or confirmed cases of COVID. Um, HHS did just today put out um, a revised terms and conditions document that indicates that you do not have to currently be seeing patients. Um, So it does still apply to our facilities that have had to close down due to COVID-19. And in addition, uh, HHS did put clarifying language up on their website that they are very broadly viewing um, COVID patients. So um, you don't have to be intentionally seeing someone who is positive uh, or potential. They're viewing any you know, patient who comes into your facility as a potential COVID patient. Kara, that's great news and, and great work in terms of getting that clarification for our members um, who are obviously in desperate need of, of that capital and will put that to good use. We're about out of time. So I, I just want to, you know, sum up by saying that, you know, there are these four different programs where ASCs can uh, get some uh, revenue, uh, some capital, uh, and that to find out more about them, again, please go to the ASCA uh, website and go to our COVID-19 resource page. Uh, We're working very hard to try and make sure that um, ASCs uh, can get some economic relief um, during these very trying times. And uh, to sum up, you know, we're, we're still looking to try and change these affiliation rules to allow ASCs that are in joint venture with hospitals or management companies um, to be able to access those loans. Um, you know, we're looking to get longer terms for the Medicare Advanced Payment uh, uh, loans so that you have a little more time to pay those back. Um, and we're, you know, we obviously got that clarification on that initial grant. We understand that, you know, while that's uh, obviously uh, much appreciated to get that uh, revenue into our accounts right away, that we're going to need more economic health if we're going to be able to survive the the next month or two. If we're still operating under a a guidance that really is uh, postponing all elective surgeries. Um, so rest assured that ASCO will be working to try and, and get additional relief through the, uh, the next uh, legislative package that will be forthcoming. Uh, we have lots of other topics that we could have talked about today, but obviously don't have time since we want to keep these you know, kind of constrained and, and bite-sized. Uh, so th- we'll be uh, recording additional podcasts in the next 
few days on different topics like the Hospital Without Walls program and the waivers that have been uh, provided at the federal and state levels to allow surgery centers to do different things, and, and a lot of the other legislative activity that we're working on um, to try and help ASCs uh, during the pandemic. So please uh, you know, check back on the ASCA website uh, to look for additional podcasts like this one. If you have any suggestions for topics that you'd like to see us cover on one of these podcasts, please email them to us. Um, And uh, with that, I want to thank Kara again for spending a little bit of time with me uh, talking about these issues. And I hope that all of you remain safe and healthy. Thank you.